ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know the drill. This is Cincy Brewcast. I'm the Gnarly Gnome, and uh, we're going to drink some beer together, and we're going to talk about beer, and we're going to talk about breweries, and we're going to talk about Cincinnati, and we're going to... Did I, did I mention drink beer? Because that's kind of the whole point of a beer podcast. We're going to drink some beer, too. So uh, this is a fun one. Um, I feel like I say that more often than not that it's a fun episode, but anytime I can get out to a new brewery and you guys are the newest brewery in town still um sometimes that goes faster than others sometimes you get to bask in the glow of the the newness for a while um third eye brewing company tom and tom (laughs) really easy for everybody to remember keeping it easy um welcome to the show guys welcome to the uh craft beer community i guess i will be the uh official um spokesperson for the craft beer community (laughs) we appreciate that thank (laughs) Thank you. you um but let's just dive into it. We got a flight sitting in front of me here, and let's um, dive into it and talk from about the beer fridge. From the beer fridge, that's the name of the segment it's where we drink beer. Um, you guys have a really, really great um, mixture of styles. I feel like um, sometimes it takes people longer than others to get to that. Sometimes you see people open, and there's um, a lot of similarities up on the board. And you guys have gone the bat of getting something to please everybody from you know west coast ipas to new england ipas to your first seltzer which just when did that come uh, up? friday friday i mean you guys are you guys are hitting everything <laughs> we won't get into the seltzer debate tonight because <laughs> i've been drinking a lot of them this summer and i uh, think my mind might be slowly changing on um, their role i guess i don't know i still can't find the instance where i want one over a beer but there's a i guess a time and a place for everything um, where do you guys want me to start on here? Do you want me to just start this way or yeah. do you want me to? No, that's perfect. Okay. Yep. Um, this is um, the Jelly Brain. Jelly Brain. Yes. Uh, where's that name come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, more kind of with our, our branding around Third Eye, it's this idea of kind of, we got a little bit of a sort of a hippie sort of, a little bit of a psychedelic vibe kind of thing. So, you know, a lot of the names and things that you'll see kind of either you know, talk about kind of, you know, different levels of perception, that sort of thing. So Jelly Brain just felt like a, like a good one to, to come out of the gate with. So. It's New England or Milkshake IPA. This is a Milkshake IPA. Um, is there fruit going on here? Just hops? Um, the, it is very flavorful. It has uh, coconut oh, yeah. and pineapple. Lots I of it. I definitely smell it now. Yes, it's, it's a very unique one for, I think, coming out of the gate. Yeah. So, which for, was, for being our first beer that we made. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I've probably been quoted as saying that milkshake IPAs, New England IPAs are not my go-to style. I feel like um, sometimes you've had one, you've had a hundred of them. There's a lot of similarity going on in in that realm of things. Um, This definitely sets itself apart from other ones that I've tried. It definitely has um, almost like like a candy thing going on. Almost, not that it's like chocolatey, but it does taste like a candy bar in a lot of ways. <laughs> there, I don't know if it's that, that coconut that's giving it that richness that kind of, um, it definitely tastes like a candy bar somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we get a little bit of you know, like the pina colada kind of right. vibe as well kind of thing. So just. It doesn't have, so when I think pina colada though, I think that like that sharp acidity from like mm-hmm. pineapple and I'm not yep. getting any of that. This yeah. is just that really smooth, um, bright, fruity, um, that's a damn good beer, guys. There's <laughs> a lot going that's on it. We in can there. stop the show. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you guys nailed it. <laughs> um, let's talk about Third Eye. When did this idea start? How did it start? Um, who was the person that was completely out of their mind and said, you know what? Let's start a brewery. <laughs> hmm. Well, I, I can start a little bit because I think we, it, it's been a very interesting journey and quite a long journey yes (laughs) we actually started kind of getting really serious about this back in 2000 actually towards the end of that year i think was when i i went back and kind of looked at kind of some of the earlier kind of meetings and discussions that were happening so clearly it's 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 been a journey but uh but it really started we've got we've got five partners that that are working through this so the two of us we have uh terry krieg and actually my brother tim collins is also uh, one of our partners. And then we have uh, Mark Buki, who's another partner, but he is actually in Columbus, you know. So, and this actually started, at least from my standpoint, was 
my brother and I were <clears throat> looking at doing this. We've been brewing and home brewing and stuff for many, many years, or I was doing a lot of that and got him into it a little bit. So we started, you know, kind of thinking, hey, this would be kind of a cool thing to kind of do. But we were going to go real small and kind right. of just kind of play around and have it be a bit more of a hobby and just kind of, you know, take it to the next level. And then through some mutual friends, we actually got hooked up with Tom Schaefer and Terry as well, kind of through, through a group. And they were kind of looking at doing a similar type thing. So we started hanging out together and kind of talking about it. And next thing we know, we were kind of like, you know what, it'd be great for us to kind of, kind of pull it together and kind of see what, what, what we could do. So we formed an LLC and here we are. (laughs) Just like that. Just that that. that story. um, In a city like Cincinnati, and depending on how you count it, I think, uh, I think my 67 breweries, I think is how it breaks down for me. How do you, find a way to create something that you think puts a new spin on this or do you it was that the idea or was it just finding a a spot that just needed filled and filling it I, what I, I think it's a little bit of both so i think you know you know as as we've been on this journey for a while we, you know trust me we've we've talked about it it's kind of like oh my gosh it's getting too saturated every you know every other week and new places opening up and we're kind of like you know but the reality is i think for for at least the concept of what we're trying to do, it, there's still, I think, it's almost to the boroughs or to the neighborhoods, right? That, right. you know, and, and every every place kind of wants to have their go-to brewery. So I, I still think that there's there's some room for that, but I also think that it's, um, it's also about the experience you're bringing too, right? So I would say, you know, one of the downsides for us is it's taken us so long to do this, but one of the upsides to it is we've, we've been able to kind of see how the market's been evolving and kind of changing. And we've kind of, we've changed with it, even as we were kind of designing it and kind of putting it together of kind of where we wanted to go. Cause uh, you know, the bar, the quality level, obviously, you know, the more we bring in, the more it's, it's raising the, the quality level everywhere. So for us, it was, it was about, you know, not only the great beer, but it was also about, we knew we needed to have food and we thought that was going to be an important piece for us. And we really wanted to have a cool place that people would want to hang out in. So, yeah. Well, I, I think that's a huge part of it that at one nobody, nobody worried about, nobody had to, like when, when, you know, 2013 was when tap rooms were able to open in Ohio. And at that time it was like, Oh, we can have a tap room. Let's just throw in, in our production space and put a bar in and some taps and some tables and uh, maybe, you know, connect four if you're lucky. <laughs> and boom, you have a tap room. And from that point on, and that was, you know, here in, in town, you, you saw places all of a sudden like Madry or like Ryan Guy starting to open where that tap room was such an important part of the business. And then people started looking like, oh, this could be a whole other thing that we're getting into. And then as the years have gone on, and the years weren't that long. Right. right. <laughs> We find us now at places, you know, like this, where you've got um, tons of patio space outside. You've got, you know, roll-up windows to kind of connect that patio with the the tap room itself. You've got, I mean, it. There's a whole lot more to this than just making good beer in a city that has a ton of good beer. It's, there's there has to be something else to it. And you guys, to me, it seems like you've you've definitely captured. Um, that, that little thing that, you know, it, it definitely has its own personality, but, um, it feels comfortable to people who are used to tap rooms. It, uh, if you want to bring your kids to eat food, it feels like that's a, um, you feel comfortable doing that. I assume one breaking loose. If you want to bring your pets and sit out on a patio, that's probably, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, you guys have, have, have figured somehow to, uh, um, to fill that void that I think it needed to be on, especially here in Sharonville. Yeah. It's stupid that there's not a brewery here yet. <laughs> right. Know, I, I, we, well, we did have the ability to step in at a level that people were trying to get to now. So we had a blank slate. It was an asphalt parking lot. Right. And so we could design things in that we could pay for now that we weren't going to pay for five years from now. So we were able to put some of those elements in our to our plan, and uh, being in, I can't tell you how many breweries I've been in my lifetime. You take some good things out of those, and you try and try and bring them in the process, and then you have a plate that's too full, and you have to pare them down. But I think we did a pretty good job with our environment, and, and uh, it 
we, we get a lot of good, good reviews. The community loves us uh, because, like you said, there is nothing in Sharonville. When you guys haven't even started to scratch the surface of what this location really is, you've got the convention center across the street, you've got hotels all over around you. There's this whole other side of this when people are traveling to the area, because a lot of people do travel here. Um, they're going to be pleasantly surprised, you know. Can't tell you how many times I've been out of town, and you, you know, you start looking around the hotel like, shit, it's Fridays again <laughs> is the one spot I can go. <laughs> and like, something that has um, that little bit extra, I think, is going to make a lot of people happy. <laughs> what got you guys into brewing? You talked about you had been kind of dabbling around and, and brewing. What kind of got you into? There's, there's very different types of personalities that get into brewing. You've got the tinkerers. You've got the, you know, the, 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 the biology geeks that are into the yeast side of it. And I, what, what got you guys into making beer? So uh, from my standpoint, it was more probably the tinkering side, right. the, the artistic side, the creating different things. And, you know, between doing, you know, beers and I actually have played around doing like ciders some of the seltzer type stuff, just, you know, I mean, super small scale, like, you know, right. in, in, in the basement, it, you know, my basement probably for the last 20 years has looked like some sort of <laughs> mad lab, <laughs> meth lab, whatever you know, what my wife calls it, the meth lab, right? You know, so, so it's just been more about that and just, you know, it's just, it's a fun hobby to just experiment because you can, there's so many different things you can do. So, you know, over the years, like I said, I've been doing it for like 20 plus years. Tom's been doing it for over 20 years. It was just, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, we, and, we and, and, you know, there's bad homebrew and there's decent homebrew and that sort of thing. And, you know, you know, when people, you know, are being nice and saying they like your stuff kind of thing. But, right. you know, but we, we actually, I think, you know, we had kind of sort of kind of our small little surroundings and that sort of thing. And we were like, you know, and it's just this has always been a huge passion of mine to to, to be involved with even just this community. And the fact that Cincinnati has been just exploding with this sort of thing, it was just I, there were even times when there were, you know, at least in my life where this wasn't a good time to do this kind of thing. And I thought about, eh, we'll put that on the back burner kind of thing. But there was, things would always change at that point. And there was just something that just, the calling was just there and kind of kept. It just never goes away. It, it, it never it goes away. It was just there. So we've gone through a lot of that even, you know, as we kind of formed the team and again, you know, over the journey. So, but, you know, I think, I think, again, you know, we're, we're new in here and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure, you know, there's, you know, we're, we're still kind of a little bit on that glass half full and everything's, you know, we're, we're excited, you know. Well, you guys so. came into things in a really weird time, too. Like I, <laughs> That's I, an understatement. I feel, like, I feel like you guys are going to, everything is, well, in theory, unless things get worse, which who the hell knows. But exactly. um, it, you're going to have a lot of excitement in the next God knows how long until things are, quote unquote, normal again. And so you... Maybe it was a good time to come into it. Maybe it was a good time to open your doors. You know, if you open and this works and it feels good now, when things are normal, it's going to work and it's going to feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to, I mean, maybe it's just no, me I, trying to be optimistic about it. I think, you're, I think you're right. I mean, we had no line items in our COVID. So, you know, when it hit, you just had to roll with it. And, um, you know, we are limited, just like everybody, limited on space, et cetera. Um, a big driver, the convention center, a big driver is they're essentially not functioning. So I think you're right. If, if we can survive whatever this time is and feel good about it, you know, then when this starts, when the city starts to fill up here, then we'll, we'll really do a, do a nice business here. Yeah, if I, if I try to look at it glass half full with this, it, it has given us the opportunity to... I don't want to say ease our way it into it, like a but weird it's soft opening. It, 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 exactly. <laughs> it, it, no, it really Very is. Strange and soft it's, it, yeah, it's as strange as could be, but, <laughs> but it has been good because it's allowed us again, because, you know, we're new at this, you know, we're, we're coming in, we've got the beers, we've got the kitchen, you know, we've got all these different things, the service and all that kind of stuff, but it's, it's allowed us, I think to, and I, and I think so far, at least a lot of the feedback we're getting is, you know, people, even on the service and things like that on that side of it, whereas, who knows if we would have opened under normal conditions because you know every time a new brewery opens it's right. just mass hysteria right. kind of thing and you know it's you're not gonna be able to please everybody and you know serve people in a timely manner and stuff so so i don't know i you know we, we it wasn't the type of opening we were looking for but you know in, in hindsight maybe it's maybe it's what we needed you know 
was there a point, and I know you guys were, were pretty far along in the process when all of this kind of started becoming a, a real thing that we knew was going to be an issue, but was there that point where you guys started questioning if you made the right decision to, uh, to start a brewery? Oh, even now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no we, were, we were so far down the rabbit hole when this really became serious. I mean, failure wasn't an option. Right. We had to keep going. Um, and I think, you know, uh, we're, we're in a retail market, you know, location, location, location. Right. And I really think our location, even though it's not as high traffic as it can be, is still high traffic. There's not a whole lot out here. Um, there's hardly any, any fine dining or any upscale dining along Chester Road and in this corridor. So I think, you know, we, as long as nothing crazy, crazier goes on with COVID, um, uh, you know, I think we're positioned well for, for a real opening. Well, what I think is really fun about a place like this is it, going back to kind of filling that really perfect kind of spot for people, it creates, you can take a kitchen with, with kind of elevated food that does feel a little, um, a little bit better than stopping at Wendy's or McDonald's or something like that, you know, kind of lifts it to that little bit higher level than that. But it still feels casual and comfortable, and it, it fits right in this really great part of the spectrum for me. And I, uh, um, especially out in the suburbs, I think that's exactly what. And you know, you guys have again kind of nailed that perfect kind of uh, that, that perfect middle ground for everybody that uh, um, fits a lot of those different uh, aspects that people are looking for, I guess. And uh, um, well, we appreciate that. That's kind of we were we were looking at it because it's, it's, it's tough to do. It's tough to do. And opening it kind of, I think, to your point, the geographical location plays a lot to that too, right? So you know, we're we're not downtown. We're you know we're kind of a little bit further out, but it's you know, and you've got you, you're, but but we're we're close enough that we're kind of drawing from different communities really into this area. Right. So, but when you're drawing from a lot of different communities, you then you know, there's a wide variety of things. You've got to kind of find that sweet spot that allows you to, you know, there's, there's people who, who want certain things, you know, or certain expectations and that sort of thing. So we've been trying to, we've actually been trying to balance it and trying to see how, you know, <laughs> how it goes because we're like, well, we're not sure. I mean, we're new at this, so, right. you know. Well, and, and even, you know, and we'll talk about the food a little bit, but, you know, trying to create a menu that does fit those different uh, almost personality types that you get in a place like this has got to be, um, a little tough to try to, um, to, to to try to keep you know a focused menu that isn't you know four pages long that you know, but then have something that kind of hits in those different areas. Some people come in here and they just want to drink and want something to snack on. Other people are coming in for dinner and other people have kids and other you know it's, it's really really tough. <laughs> we, we we the spectrum on that. I mean because right. we, we we always like I said we wanted to have food, but it was like we knew you know it was. We looked at all ends of that kind of thing. We, you know, we had talked about even, you know, maybe we just outsource it. Maybe it's food trucks. You know, I mean, we we kind of searched the gamut, right. <laughs> searched our souls a little, <laughs> to try yeah, to figure that out. So, and I'm, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm, I think we're pleased we decided to have our own control of our own kitchen. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I heard nightmare after nightmare from either way of that. People that are leasing out the space, people that are relying on food trucks. It's it's not fun either way, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> which maybe having your own isn't fun either sometimes, but, um, you know, it, uh, it's really hard to find that sweet spot. It's really, really difficult. And, uh, well, well, we found it actually when we were doing a lot of research in there, because I think, I think our first inclination was we were going to lease out the space right. kind of thing. Because, again, that sounds like, you know, we, we all got into this for the beer, you know, and brewing and all of, the, all of that, not necessarily to run a restaurant, right, in that space. So, you know, for us, it was, that sounds like a great plan. You know, you, you, you lease that out at somebody else's, they pay you rent, fantastic, right? But, that, you know, as we did more research and talked to different places in town, out of town, different things and different models, you know, we had a lot of, there was a lot of feedback that kind of said, you know, had we do it all over again, maybe we would have owned the, you know, the, right. whole, the whole thing soup to nuts kind of thing. So, so it was, it, was, it, it wasn't, decided i think you know we were going to go ahead and bite the bullet and well, and go yeah. in <laughs> just in 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 recent weeks alexandria lost their um their food partner i guess and they opened their own space and you had um the announcement this week wooden cask lost drunken hog and mm -hmm. they 
um, lost that partnership there. And like, so it's like, it's, it's also, you run that risk if you're leasing out the space that all of a sudden somebody could flip a switch and this, this, this thing that you rely on and that you, um, form part of your identity on, um, can go away. (laughs) It's uh, even, and you talk about the service aspect of it too. And like, you know, which is very important to a place like this. And somebody walks in and has a bad food experience, something out of your control. Um, that affects their opinion of what this place is. Then it's, I don't know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of negative, uh, kind of aspects of, I guess anything. <laughs> there's, pro, there's pros and cons to every, every, every direction. And that's why we just, we always had to kind of weigh the options and kind of decide what was, what we thought was right for us and, and for third eye. Right. You know what? There are not cons to another beer. Uh, enlightenment. Enlightenment. This is the, uh, the fruited wheat raspberry. Raspberry wheat. Raspberry. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about the beer. This is to me, one of those styles that you don't, see a ton of anymore like fruited wheat beers reminds me of back um, brew pubs <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know you walked into um, wherever it may be you've got your your pale ale and your your stout and then a fruited wheat and a blonde ale and that was that was the tap line mm-hmm. <laughs> um, talk about the beer a little bit well it's it's obviously a throwback kind of beer um, it's very uh, very light for the summer, has a nice color to it, um, gets great reviews. Uh, some people who don't like the heavier beers, we either point them in the direction of, of our Kolsch or Lager or even the Raspberry Wheat. And it's, it's really, it's getting some legs. A um, little bit of tart, a little bit of sweet at the same time, but not too much of both, not too weedy. Just a very nicely balanced, simple beer. It, it definitely fits the bill. If you have somebody that comes in that's a cider drinker or uh, I mean you guys didn't have a seltzer until this last week but if somebody coming in there were cider drinker or a seltzer drinker maybe even a wine drinker this kind of fits in that yep. I and I've talked about I guess we'll talk about seltzer a little bit <clears throat> part of my gripe with seltzer <laughs> is that people walk up to a, a brewery up to a bar and you get those people that I don't like beer my friends drug me here my family drug me here and I'm not a beer drinker what do you guys have? And I used to always love watching and hearing and, and experiencing people walking up and going, oh, this is exciting. You know, try to find something that you like and you know, pour in little tastes, different stuff, and a beer like this kind of make that connection all of a sudden. Oh, I didn't realize beer tasted like this. I was thinking beer tasted like that. And um, I feel like we're losing a little bit of that in today's um, craft beer world. <laughs> That's true. <We> know. <laughs> and, I feel like um, before somebody uh, is allowed to drink a seltzer, they should be forced to try something like this and try the sour and try <laughs> just as like, right. uh, We can make that a policy, right? Yeah, that's right. You have to try these first just to see if you really do like beer and just don't know it. Well, honestly, that, that's a huge part of it, though, for us. You know, again, as we've been going through this, I mean, you get the constant questions from friends and people that you're talking about when they hear, you know, this is coming and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, I mean, one of the first questions, you know, we're out, we are out in the suburbs, right? You do get a little bit of the, are you going to have wine? You know, right. you, you, we got that question like a million times. And yes, we do have wine. We have a, a you know, A1, A1A to, to do that. But we're also trying to get people to really educate themselves on the different types of beverages that actually can be manufactured here that we're doing kind of thing. So from anything from a, a beer like that to even the seltzer. I mean, yeah, we'll talk a little more about right. the seltzer, but, but you know, I have beefs with like the, the, the <laughs> seltzers that are, they have an artificial kind of right. thing to them kind of thing that, you know, but I mean, if you, if it, if it's done right and it's something that you can, you can offer to somebody, cause I mean, the seltzer we have is a mango seltzer. It has what, 220 pounds of real mango in there. That's, that's where the flavor is coming from. And it makes a huge difference between, between that. So I think for me, it's a little bit just of educating people on beer, but also just on for me, my philosophy is fermented beverages. I mean, that's kind of, you know, there's a a spectrum there, and I think if people open up their minds to it, it can be pretty cool. I definitely respect the the art that goes into creating anything that's that's created. I miss the experimentation that came along with craft beer. And and even now, if you're, you know, a beer geek or even a casual beer drinker, when you walk in, you're looking at what's new. And like, oh, I want to try that, I want to try that. 
you, you might not like it and you you know that going into it and that's kind of part of the fun is okay. that, you know it, it's it's the thing that enables breweries to crank out a new new england ipa every single month People just want to try something new. Oh, I want to try that hop. I want to try that. I want to, you know, and like it's just this idea of just constantly trying new things that to me is a big part of what makes craft beer fun. And um, I hope that we're not drifting away from that and people just walking in and this is what I drink. This is my, this is, this is my thing. And I don't know. No, maybe I'm, maybe I, I'm reading it wrong, but. No, no. I, and I think, I guess maybe just at least from my perspective, it's, it's a wide spectrum. And again, with, with third eye, kind of our philosophy is we, we invite all walks of life are welcome here. And it's like, we want people to relax and try something new. Right. But that's something new. Doesn't always have to be maybe necessarily categorized as, right. you know, a beer, right. Kind maybe, of thing. maybe that new thing for you as beer geek is a seltzer. Uh, there, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, but maybe, but yeah, no, I mean, so I think for us, we're, what we're super excited about is just the idea of, yeah, we're going to have some mainstays and some things that will, you know, obviously, and that's the other thing. We're not coming out of the gate with, you know, we decided we weren't going to do flagship, say, oh, this is our whatever kind of thing. It's like, we have to earn that right. And we need, we want, we want our, you know, customers to come in and, and tell us what, what needs to be on tap all the time. Right. We, and I'm sure there'll be some things that we'll shake out that we'll have that'll be kind of permanent fixtures, but we're always about the experimentation and trying new stuff. So that's, that's that, at least for me, that's what kind of keeps me going. It's just the, the creativity and kind of, you know, trying different things. Yeah, we're not, gonna, we're not gonna make it right every single time and there's gonna be stuff that bombs, but you know, I, I would it's like to get to fun. a point where we yeah, end up getting to this really super to highly experimental stuff that we'll do too, that it's kind of like, you know, you gotta be really wanting to try something <laughs> different. Well, you know, it's, you know there, there are places that, um, that really, crank out stuff just for the appreciation of trying something new, be it, you know, Urban Artifact has cranked out plenty of stuff that is weird and is definitely not everybody's uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, but they've also had some weird ones that are most popular too, right? right you know, I mean, who would think that a pickle goza would exactly, become as popular as right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's fun. And, and I think that, I hope that, and I, I assume that everybody that listens to this show is pretty geeky about their beer and enjoys going out and experimenting and playing around with stuff. I, I don't know. I, that's what gets me excited. I, you know, not that I don't like the, uh, kind of those mainstay beers that you go back to, you know, those flagship ones that you go back to time and time again. But when I walk into a tap room, the, I, I really am first thing I'm what's new. What have I not tried yet that I want to try? And it's like, even if it's a, a fruited wheat beer that you've had fruited wheat beers a million times, <laughs> I, it gets me excited to see it. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I need to, I need to try what their kind of spin on it is. And uh, um, try something new, I guess, is the, uh, the moral of the story. <laughs> um, let's talk about the food a little bit since we kind of started dabbling a, l a little bit in the uh, discussion there. How did you guys settle on, you guys have kind of a, what it, how would you define the style up, scale Cajun with a twist, Southern twist, maybe. Perfect. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That, thanks. Thanks. We've been, we've been looking for that. A few, so. few more modifiers. maybe. <laughs> no, we, when we, when we started with the food, we, we definitely, um, we had decided kind of early on that we, we wanted to have at least again, a menu that was anybody could feel like they could find something on the menu to mm -hmm. have because you know again no, no offense to any things of like having certain genres of whether it's pizza or whatever yeah, people you know. like to shit on but pizza it's, and barbecue but, and breweries but no no I, I i don't i don't look at it that way i just know that sometimes people will be like eh, I'm, I'm not in the mood for that kind of thing so we just first and foremost want to make sure that you know people should be able to find something that they you know that it shouldn't prohibit them from coming right. based on the type of food menu that we have kind of thing. It's very hard to start a brewery with pizza and have people come there because they're excited about the food. It's usually becomes then secondary to, I want to go out drinking. This place has food. Well, that's fine. Yep. Not to say that there aren't pizza places and breweries around yeah. town that you get excited about and you want to go there for the pizza. Right. Big shout out to Taft for that because the yeah. Brewporium cranks out some amazing pizza. But it's really hard to do, and um, it's a lot easier to get people excited about the food if it's something that has some kind of personality to it. And yeah. You guys have kind of definitely nailed that. Well, it's, we yeah. wanted we wanted to try 
you know, just like everything, something a little different. And uh, we've, so far, our food is a little different. Well, and it's, and it's, and it's very tasty. And it's been interesting because we've learned a lot about the food business, even though we, again, we kept saying, we, we, you know, this was, this was. You're the, not in the, the food business. Exactly. <laughs> we had to finally stop saying that right. because we actually, whether you like it or not. And we actually had, we, I credit some, some local people that helped us out, other breweries that actually gave us advice and said, stop, stop saying you're not, you know, you're, you, the food's right. going to be part of what you guys are doing. So, you know, which was very helpful actually <laughs> for us to do that. But, um. We're, think, food, we're foodies anyway. I yeah, mean, we all cook. Yeah. You know, we love to cook. We, um, we love different different flavors. I mean, if, that's what beer's about as well. So why not why not well, try to mirror the food to it? Who doesn't love eating while they drink? I right. mean, that adds exactly. this whole other. You can take you can take a beer that you've had a, a thousand times, and then you can have you know ten different dishes with it, and get ten new experiences of that beer and the food, and then you mix and match. It's so much fun just to be yeah. eating while you're drinking, and I think it's one of those things that, especially in the beer world, kind of got overlooked for a really long time. People just were so consumed about the beer, and the beer is important, but um, creating that overall kind of experience around when you're sitting down and drinking with your friends or your family or whoever it is. Um, is more important than the beer itself. And I, people are st starting to finally get that, and that's fun as a, uh, as a drinker. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's really fun to see. Well, I thought it was interesting because when we first started, we, we thought we knew exactly what we wanted to have on the, on the menu. We all as you know, partners were like, oh, I want this, I want that. And you know, we learned through the process that, you know, you got to kind of let people do their thing. Who's going to, you know, be a chef or whatever or run your kitchen and that sort of thing and so i think you know at least from my standpoint i kind of you know when we when we the the person who actually are, are we we literally have he is literally a chef it's chef steven so it's steven vanderpool um and we got very lucky to even find him it was again i think a lot of things that's just happened for us throughout this whole process has been a lot of serendipity of of just weird connections and things like that but but we ended up kind of we, we we met he came in and just loved you know the concept and everything and you know he had recently moved back to to the area here he, he was originally from here been gone a really long time and came back for family and some some other reasons and uh you know he was just like i'm just looking for a place that i can kind of you know just kind of do my thing and you know and, you know, the guy's been, I mean, just fantastic. And, you know, and we were kind of like, you know, at that point, I'm like, hey, you work on the menu. You figure out what, what that needs to be, right? And he comes back, like, you know, like a week later, he goes, I think I'm going to put a low country shrimp boil on there. And I was like, you mean like a special? And he's like, no, I mean like all the time. <laughs> right. And I was like, wow, man. I was like, you do you, man. You let's, do realize let's, this let's is Cincinnati. Right? Yeah, I was, like, I was like, give it a shot, man. That's Because that's I love him. I was like. And it's just that kind of thinking that kind of goes into it where it's like he's kind of bringing some things that, you know, yeah, you may not necessarily normally get around here. And whether it stays on there long, you know, it may be a seasonal thing or whatever. But, but it's, I think, you know, just giving him a little bit of that creative freedom to just kind of, and it, you know, he keeps coming up with new and new things that we're like, wow, that sounds awesome. Well, what, a, <laughs> what a fun job as a, a chef, too. I know that the, the restaurant world is not always fun and you know to be able to get into a space that you've, you've got the restaurant side of it but it's probably a little more laid back than a lot of restaurant yeah. jobs would be yeah. and you know to have that freedom and the um the, the community and the, the the fun side of what makes breweries so special to have that ingrained in what you're doing I mean, it's got to be a good job well yeah and he's <laughs> and he's totally digging the the pairings and, sure. and really kind of getting it and actually using a lot of the ingredients, whether it be spent grains, you know, actually from the process or whether it's, you know, putting it into the sauces and, and all that sort of thing. So he's, you know, I, I love to actually watch him when he, when he tries one of a new beer and he's like, he's like, Oh, I know what this is going to go really well with. And then he starts kind of going off into his, doing, right. his, doing <laughs> his thing. So. Let's drink another beer. This right. is one that I have not had before. This is the uh, the, the sour, the funky fresh, uh, funky fresh uh, boysenberry sour. I still don't know that I've ever actually had a boysenberry. The only way I've had boysenberries is in beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. Is there any other way? I know. <laughs> um, uh, the sour side of things. How big of a part of what this place is? 
play or is it just, you know, tap here and there, some kind of, uh, I don't think we're supposed to call them kettle sours, a pre-boil sour. What are we supposed to call them? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the term you're supposed to call them anymore without offending people. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, uh, quick sours, whatever you want to call them. Um, how big of a role is, is sour beer going to play into the uh, the overall picture of what this is? I'm, I mean, for us, it's it's. I think really, if you if you just take a step back on everything, it's about the variety of what we're going to offer, kind of thing. So, we're not specializing in sours. We're not, you know, we're we're looking at kind of, again, broadening people's palate as we kind of go across there. So, you know, there's a lot of people that have never had a sour really, and they come in here and you know we you know they try it and. Right. You know, we're, so we're, so I would say we'll probably always have something in that camp kind of thing, but not necessarily that all of a sudden it's going to be, we're, we're all about sours right. and that kind of stuff. That's a great beer. It's big and jammy and fruity, <laughs> but then it's got that big, that big sour kick at the end, man. It, um, that's a sour beer. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> um, it would be fun. Um, I love this. I can anticipate those people that have never had a sour beer coming in. Whoa! <laughs> Maybe yeah. have to dial it back with that raspberry wheat or something like that. Um, that is a great beer, well, man. That is fun. Well, we've actually been playing around with some of them too, and some of the you know the blending and the some blending, of the mixing, yeah. and and people have been sour because yeah. again, you got to be a real sour fan. Oh, yeah, that to, is to, that's a to fun be into beer. That. But if you you know we've even found you know cutting that like with the Czech lager kind of thing sure. is is actually really there's there's something really kind of nice about that too. So so we're kind of you know it, again it's all about experimentation and. Hey man, try what you want, man. As far as beers go, is there any any realm that you guys don't have the desire to push into and to try and to play around with, or um, is everything kind of on the board and uh, part of what you might want to dabble around in? I mean, barrel age and stuff like that, and you know. Yeah, I think everything is on the board. I mean, we we even have a we have a recipe for a light light beer, uh, and if we're gonna play on that sandbox i want to make the best worst beer out there so um, there is a time and a place for everyone right so we're we're not i don't i don't think we we really have any limitations on on what we're willing to try um you know creativity is we have some good creativity in the group and you know they throw out some ideas or we 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 brainstorm and throw out some ideas of what we think we want to have and we all look at it and come to a conclusion so you know I, I don't know if we'll ever do a 60 percent beer but you know <laughs> don't, don't say, uh, never never say, don't say ever, right you know quadruple brewed and um well i'm, I'm pretty sure when uh, when jim cook started boston beer back in whatever year that was i'm pretty sure he said right exactly here they are yeah. <laughs> um talk about the the team a little bit you guys have a from everything I can tell, a great brewing team that you guys have brought in with Chloe and Kelly. Um, you talked about when you started this, because you were home brewing, and uh, when that shift happens for people and they realize that things might be bigger than them, um, or you know, they're um, tinkering in their garage or whatever it may be, I think it's a really tough kind of hump to get over. Some places never do. Um, Talk about that a little bit. When did that, when did that decision happen that you guys were a little bigger than just kind of a, a homebrew kind of gone pro thing, and then figuring out who that meant. I mean, yeah, that I mean that probably really really resonated with us when we picked this spot. Once we picked this spot, and we knew the scale that it needed to be, you know, and it was it was bigger than what we originally intended and it was way bigger than your garage or basement so we knew at that point that we needed to to at least you know step up our step up our game on the brewing side um and ironically um about that same time my daughter you talk about well she's a a, a biochem grad and she loves yeast <laughs> And she comes in one day and says, Dad, I want to go to UC Davis and go through the IBD Master Brewers program. And I said, okay. The happiest day of my life. <laughs> we were all proud. <laughs> I said, well, okay, but do it independent of what, what we're doing because we don't even know. We weren't even off the ground yet. Right. 
And so she went out there and she went through the course, set for the exams, and then uh, she actually uh, landed a decent job working at a place called Track 7 where she was, uh, she was their lab rat. And uh, then she was in charge of quality on the bottling and canning lines. And so she had a couple years of experience under her belt. Um, so she's our scientist. And then obviously uh, Kelly landed in our lap and he's our artist. And you put the two together and they kind of check each other and balance each other and those, they make great products. Those, um, those relationships between the different sides of brewing are always fun for me to watch too. You've, you've, you've always got those people on a team where this is one person's strong point, this is another one. And part of what makes that work is a little bit of headbutting and a little bit of uh, you know, that creative process, I guess. And it's, it's always fun to watch those different kind of minds come together and, and create something that um, everybody's happy with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, was, it, was it difficult to settle on that and realized that you weren't going to be making the beer? And you were instead going to be running a business. Was that, was that, that transition into that difficult? Um, I, I mean, I'll speak for me. That, that, no, not really. Because I think, you know, we, we still, I mean, you know, we actually have some pretty decent recipes. and we, we had some stuff, obviously, that we were even, you know, kind of saying, hey, here's a, here's a baseline of things that we've kind of done and that sort of thing. And, of course... Chloe and Kelly have just, you know, taken that plus anything else they were doing and kind of just exploded that. So I think right. we, we realize that's the beauty of, of, of having, you know, a team like that that could, that could come in and do that. But, um, but I still, I feel like we still kind of, there's, whether we're actually doing the brewing ourselves, I think just some of the, there's still some of the creative kind of discussions, if you will, kind of thing in, mm -hmm. that, in that camp and kind of seeing that. But I, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's been interesting for me to kind of, because we, we, we were for quite a while there kind of, you know, working and tweaking things, you know, and working right. on them. And we have a, there's, I have a one barrel system in my basement that we would, that we would, we would, we would work on kind of thing, which was pretty fun. But it's like, but I think, I think with all things, when we, when we look at this, it's, it's, it's about the entire experience, you know, and everything that you can kind of bring in, in, into the party. And we know that, you know, big, there was no way we could do it ourselves. Yeah. And it just, you know, this was, and we, and we just, we've been so fortunate with everyone across the entire team from the brew house, from the kitchen to the tap room. I mean, we have, uh, we have outstanding personnel that, you know, again, we're, we're very fortunate. It's just really, really kind of, I think really kind of completed the picture for us. Yeah. This, this became way bigger than us pretty early and you needed to just realize, you know, this is, this is going to take on a life of its own, you know, and surround yourself with the best people you can and give them the creative freedom that they need just roll with it there's some people that are much better at that than others <laughs> you know the uh, the, the, con the control kind of side of it maybe i don't know if that's what it is but i've seen those places where somebody just can't let go of this idea that this was this was them and this was their thing and that um they're losing a little piece of that or something and it's uh it's tough for some people i think yeah i don't know i i i, I agree and i but i think for us you know, again, the, the partners that we all have, we're kind of all at that stage in our lives where, you know, this is, we still want to work. We still got a lot of things right. to do. You know, it's not like we're all ready to, you know, retire or do anything like that, but we want to enjoy what we do and, and have fun too. I mean, it's kind of like, and in order to do that, I think, you know, you've got to, you've got to invite people in. You've got to actually do that. Right. More joy from seeing, people being really excited about actually working here. You know, they come in and they're, they, they're having a good time and it's like, you know, and yeah, you know, we're busy and things You're are building great. something, you know? When you're building something, it's really cool. I love to build stuff. Yeah. So you, you talked about kind of the size of what this place is versus what it might have originally been in your head. Uh, you guys, 15 barrel brew house, is that right? Mm -hmm. um, that's a pretty decent sized system. Um, what are the bigger goals of what this is? You know, distribution. Are you gonna try to start fighting for tap handles at some point, or um, is that just something that maybe is in the back of your mind that maybe someday? But well, I'd say pre-COVID, we had a whole different idea of what we were gonna do. 
to get beer into the market. Yeah, yeah. So now you have to <laughs> you have to adapt. Um, originally, our are there still tap handles anywhere <laughs> out there? <laughs> <laughs> right, for sure. Um, so I think you know we're only four weeks open. Um, we sort of have some ideas, but you know we're not really rushing anything. We're just kind of seeing where things go, um, trying to concentrate on our guests, make sure our guests are happy. Because, you know, if you, you start growing that guest, those guest circles, um, word gets out, and then you'll have more success at another place if you're on a handle somewhere, back in a cooler. So we want to focus on that first. And, um, you know, but I don't think we're afraid to go down any avenue, you know, if it's, if it's open. So, and again, <clears throat> the world is weird right now, so it's really hard to kind of get yourself out of that thing. <laughs> but um, how big for you guys is too big for a place like this you've got this is definitely still right now especially very tap room centric it's about this experience it's about the relationship from one side of the bar to the other that's all a big part of who you guys are um there has to be some kind of idea or some kind of i guess vision that maybe it could go beyond that and you could have you know somebody you know grabbing that six pack out of a cooler somewhere and taking it home and um beyond that and then beyond that and beyond you know there's 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 a, there's bigger visions that can go along with that but at some point that isn't what this is and where is that point for you guys that um it kind of loses some of that specialness of what makes this what it is. Does that make sense? Eve? Yeah, yeah. kind of. I mean, I, I think this, this place, no matter what happens tomorrow or the next day or a year, two years from now, this place will always be special. You know, it's whatever happens, this is where it all started and this place will always be special. Um, you know, concentrate on your product, concentrate on your experience and then let let the other things come. We don't really have a plan of, just like everybody else opens, you just want to get open, right? right? Just please, let's just open the doors. We'll figure it out from there. Um, but I think we're smart enough as a group that, you know, we'll start figuring that out maybe sooner than other people did and, and seeing where, you know, where our next opportunity is or, or what even what our next opportunity is. Because yeah. um, right now, even, even what we would have maybe said <laughs> is where we would go. Right. We don't know. I mean, you know, we're we're at least hopefully real enough with ourselves to kind of go, look, we're we're figuring this out, you know, kind of just like everybody as we go and kind of what the plan is. I would say, you know, at least one of the things I think we, we always want to have some level of intimacy with our guests, with people, you know, with the brand, all of those sort of things. So, you know, at least, you know, as far as going big and kind of that sort of thing, I, I think, you know, it. I'm not going to say never kind of thing. You know, we, I think we have to kind of see where, where things happen in the marketplace. And if there's a demand and it makes sense, that, that would be awesome. But I think we really don't have, I mean, this is, this is kind of more for us to, to kind of start and, and kind of grow this however organically it needs to grow kind of thing. And, and again, it's, you know, we want, we want it to be, we want what people want. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's kind of like you tell us, you know, when we when we need to go in a certain direction, kind of thing. Like to a certain extent. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. we we own that, but you know, we we we're very we're very open, I guess, to kind of where this could go. Everybody always talks about slow and steady growth and kind of you know guiding this ship as you know people kind of push it in one direction or another, and you know, real 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 slow and steady. And then you you watch places as they go. And it's anything but slow and steady. It's all hell breaks loose, and they're just trying to keep up with... And again, we're in a really weird time right now, so it's not as relevant right now, but um, it gets crazy, and it gets really, really hard then to, once you go somewhere or go into one direction, to, to kind of pull it back and then to redirect that machine that has now started going this way. And... Um, it, it's and again it's so hard now because things are so weird but um to have that that strong vision of who you are and what this place is that you can always fall back on i think becomes so important as hell starts breaking loose around you and you're just trying to 
keep it on the rails, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I've seen plenty of places that um, they lose who they are very quickly. And um, maybe what they become is still something that's great, but um, it, it changes you. You lose some of that thing that those people that were first in the door kind of fell in love with. And, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's tough. And that's one of the things we're trying to hold dear to as well. And like I said, we're all at a point in our lives where, you know, this is, you know, we're not trying to be the next whatever kind of thing. I mean, it's like we just... We want to be third eye. We want to be third eye. We want to build a community. We want to have a great following. Right. But, and how many, how many Sharonvilles are out there that don't have a place that, right. that's underserved, you know, that, that needs or desires something, you know, nice and intimate and cozy and well, I mean, creative? Can, you know, you guys are, are serving a very uh, a very needed area of town, but you know even all of those people that are driving from from Glendale over here, they could have their own little brewery over there too. And all the people that are coming, there could be one over there too, like mm -hmm. and, and and not affect you guys in even the slightest. And it's uh, um, there's still so much room for a lot more of this. And uh, I hope people realize that. Yeah. <laughs> So we're not even close to what we could be. And, and you know, maybe they're not all going to be um, big places like this. You might get some of those, um, you know, kind of garage-sized tap rooms. I honestly think we have a need that's for great. more places. Yeah, like we do. That. Absolutely. Like I said, that's where we. I mean, that's where we were. We were going to go. I mean, that was kind of like what we were thinking at, at, at the onset of this. And obviously, it, a lot of things kind of came together and things things evolved. But absolutely, I, I think that's. That's what gives us, that's the beauty of this industry, I think, is that you can have those, those places and it, you know, it's still special. It's not, you know, it doesn't have to be at this scale game or any of that sort of thing. So it's actually the anti of that, you know. It's, you know, there's, there's a lot of really fun, good things about this industry like that and things that are exciting and things that, um, that feel really good. There's, especially now and in today's world, we have, this big light shining on all of the not so good things about this industry too. Um, how do you guys kind of navigate that? And it's probably a really big question, really hard to answer, but how do you kind of navigate that side of things too? And to create a space that's inclusive for everybody and comfortable for everybody and welcoming to, you know, be it people of color or women or whoever it is that may not feel as welcome in a craft beer world that's full of people like us you know how do you do that do you know <laughs> because uh, i don't know no, no i mean i think th i think we are figuring out but i i mean i know it sounds hokey i know it's not but again this whole idea of, again the, the the name third eye it's like you know it's this whole idea of opening your mind's eye to new possibilities right i mean we we want people hokey isn't bad if you if you believe in it yeah no it's like we we welcome here and as long as they're respectful and kind to other people and things like that, come here, fly your freak flag. Doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you are, what walk of life you come from. It's like everyone should feel welcome here. And you know, and if you're not somebody who's used to kind of the craft beer world, that's kind of one of the reasons for the experimentation of things, so that you can find you know, call it a gateway, call it whatever, but right. you can find some things that people might might actually enjoy and kind of. So we're we're really about just I mean anybody who who wants to come in. This is. You know, we've got kind of this sort of mantra we have, you know, on the wall, this, you know, live life, do good, drink beer. I mean, it, can it not just be that simple? It, it is that simple. And I, you it know, that's, be. that's, that's, uh, when I, you know, first started hearing about you guys and kind of looking at it, when a new brewery opens, it's hard to find that thing that makes it, um, gets you excited about it. You know, it's you, without trying the beer, it's hard to get excited about New construction, you know, yeah, there's, there's going to be a big patio and a bunch of taps and they're going to have some food and um, it's going to be great. And that's awesome. I'll try it, but that doesn't get me excited. But then that, that first time that I, that I saw that on the wall and I started thinking about it, I'm like, that's, that really is the, the simplicity of all of this. And then you start to kind of look at this, the, this idea of, you know, this kind of uh, groovy industrial warmth, whatever, the, you know, that, that in itself is, but when you combine it with this and you combine it with that and you start to build this other picture around what that really means and the, the personality of that and, and, and 
how that drives all of this into these other you know directions like it, it becomes real hokey then and it becomes you know something that you can really get behind and feel and um understand about yourself too you know we've 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 all got a little bit of that in us and we have to you know when you go to a place you have to um let let that part of yourself come out and be that and uh it, i get excited about it i i even without trying the beer, I can get excited about, <laughs> you know, a place like that that has something that um, I can get behind. Well, you know, we, we kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of say, you know, it's about opening your mind to new, you know, new possibilities. We're helping you get there one pint at a time, right? You know, right. I mean, we kind of, we say that tongue-in-cheek, but, but the reality is, I mean, there's some truth behind that, there's right? A lot of I mean, truth think about it. that. You, you, you meet up with some friends, you have a couple pints, right? People start, their guard starts to come down. They start to, you know, they, they start to relax. They start having real conversations. They start, you know, actually really connecting with each other and not, not worrying about all the other stuff. And, you know, to me, if we could create anything, it's a safe haven for people to come and just do that. You know, that's, that really is kind of a bit of the mantra of kind of what we're trying to do is just, yeah. just relax, come in and have a good time. It doesn't need to be as... It, it complicated right. and horrible as, as it seems to be sometimes and it's just like if we can help a little bit with that i mean we're in it's easy to get caught up in all the other crap that, that's going especially right now yeah <laughs> god knows it's really easy to get caught up in everything and sometimes um sometimes you just need to sit down and have a beer <laughs> and yeah. uh, and kind of separate yourself from all the other shit that's going on um we're getting too deep we need to have another beer <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this one is the Beyond, Beyond Sight. Sight. Um, That's the brown ale with hazelnut. Yes. Um, I have had this one, and I really loved it when I had it. Excellent. <laughs> so I'm excited to try it again. Tell me about the beer. So um, I, I guess it's not rocket science to uh, to put hazelnut in a beer because it's freaking delicious. <laughs> but, uh, Tell me about um, kind of how you guys came about this. Um, well, hazelnut's a little bit, a little different in, in your brown. Um, and again, wanting to just stretch boundaries a little bit. Uh, actually, the brew team came up with the idea of, of making, we wanted the style, but we weren't totally honed in on what we wanted the, the finish to be on it. And uh, they came up with the uh, hazelnut idea and we we're like, Absolutely. Let's give it a whirl. And it, it, it's, so it's a little different than you'll have your nut browns, et cetera, right. because of the hazelnut. And, uh, but I think it, I, I, it hits us, it, it hits a profile of people. Um, it, it seems to, to move very well with those people who are into, uh, like the wee heavies and those sorts of things. That hazelnut just gives it just a little bit of, a little bit of differentiation from the other browns. And, uh, we, you know, it, it actually turned out to be a really nice product for us. It's almost like a, uh, not to compare it to another brewery, but like a, like a Chikau light. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like it's like a, uh, a little brother to a Chikau, yep. something that you might be able to have hey. more of than you can something like Chikau. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, it's really, really rich and that hazelnut definitely pops front and center. But then, um, as you kind of settle into the beer a little bit, you start to get some of those, those brown ale notes that, um, be really good with some food, I tell you. <laughs> it's a lot of um, I, there are some beers that you try that you go, man, I just want to, I want to pair this with something, and I want to try this, and I want to try that, and this is one of those beers for me. I, by itself, it's it's a great beer, but um, the when the wheels start turning to, you know, where does this go for uh, um, the experience around it? Uh, this is a fun one. It's a it's a good beer. Um, definitely for me not a 90 degree weather sitting out in the sun beer it is definitely inside in the air conditioning or a fall kind of uh just one of those beers you want to kind of just sit and kind of spend some time with yeah. <laughs> i love it it's great it's great well again as we were kind of trying to figure out our starting lineup and kind of bring something out we did, we wanted to make sure we had a good good variety right. of things and it's like you know because there are you know there's the folks that are kind of, you know more more so in like a stout but they're like you know, you got people who are like, why do you not have a stout? You know, this, why, why is it only <laughs> right, in the right. winter? Why can't you have it in the summer? No, we're like, no, you know, I mean, so, so we were trying to at least kind of balance out a little bit of the kind of portfolio for the people who like kind of the, the darkers. Well, and that's you know, funny because like, 
I, I'm drinking a lot of, you know, lighter beers this time of year, a lot of lagers, a lot of fruited yeah. beers, that kind of stuff. That's what I'm, I'm leaning into, especially with how hot it's been. But um, if I was walking into the tap room and somebody said, you, you know, you've only got time for one pint, you get one pint, <laughs> and that's somebody being my wife because I usually get that text <laughs> message when I stop somewhere. I might end up with something like this yeah. because it is different than everything else I've been drinking lately. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great beer. And, and actually, I, you know, it's... We have a couple beers that I call finishing beers. You know, you you look at them early and you know you're going to have one. You just don't know exactly when, <laughs> and it's the last one you have before you leave. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I consider that for me that's a, a finishing beer. The silence of drinking. <laughs> it's great. There's almost like a um, like a coconutty kind of thing going on with it too, with that hazelnut. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a good beer. I I enjoy that a lot. It, yeah, I, I feel like I need that in my fridge. We need you to uh, start packaging now. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you kind of take a step back and start looking at this this bigger picture of um, Cincinnati as a whole, um, we, we talked about there's plenty of room for new breweries and old breweries still to flourish and things like that. What does this city, um, in your guys' opinion, what does this city need to, like, really start to elevate itself to um, the level of some of the other beer cities in the country, the things that people talk about and the, that, you know, people travel to go here for their beer. What are, what, what do we need to do to get to that level? Or, or are we at that level? I don't, you know. I think, um, I mean, if we're not at the level, we're approaching it. Cincinnati is becoming a beer town again. And uh, I think that's really, really great for the city. Um, you know, that's what we were. That's our roots. I think it should be back there. I also think some of the municipalities and governments are wising up to it. That's probably your biggest obstacle right now is some communities you can't even, they don't have zoning or ordinance right. or anything for breweries, <laughs> right? So it's really, really hard to do business there when you, when you really can't do business there. Um, I think, and maybe this COVID thing will... Did you guys encounter that at all? I mean, that's probably opening up another can of worms when you guys were looking at locations. Um, yeah, there was, a, there was a couple of places where they wanted something, they didn't know what it was, and they didn't know how to give it to us. Um, so we ran into that in a, in a yeah. couple of locations. You want to call anybody out? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I want them to come in and drink beer. <laughs> um, I, really, I really think this, uh, with this pandemic that we're going through, I, I hope that some of these municipalities move more towards DORA-type arrangements. I, and, talking to some of the places in Hamilton and seeing how that saved a lot of those businesses and, yes. and, and even let them flourish almost in some of this. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of other places looking at it now. <laughs> and I really think they should. I mean, wh- wh- why, why wouldn't you be able to have a beer here, right? And then in a, in a, in a safe way, move that beer next door to a, right. like a hotel, right. right? Or, and then come back. I mean, you know, some of the archaic laws, if, if they would make some moves on those, I really think that this industry could even explode. More. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, if you uh, could, you know, grab a beer, walk over to your hotel pool and sit with that beer and drink it at the pool. And, you know, it just you, the, so many things that would, again, talking about that experience of what it means to sit down and drink. Um, we're missing some of those aspects that. You go, you go to some other countries and like this doesn't exist at all. Right, right. <laughs> and the uh, the relationship with alcohol is very different in other places than it is. Um, what do you guys want people to know about Third Eye that you think they don't know about Third Eye? I'll let you take that one. I don't know. That's that's a good question. I think I you know some of the things we've kind of talked about. I just I think that it's we're, we're we're hoping we're coming in. We're, we 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 don't take ourselves too seriously, right? We we're serious about good craft beer, but not serious about ourselves. So I think you know we we really want to make sure that people realize that that we're here to we're here to serve the community. We're here to have a good time. We're here to you know like we really want to kind of live out a little bit of this kind of experimentation and just doing different things. I mean, I know different breweries do that, but it's like I mean, we really want to just kind of just want to be a, a cool place for people to, to, to hang out. I don't yeah, know. Forget, for, for, forget about your day. Yeah. Forget about, you know, how 
bad of a week you might have had right. or something like that. Just, you know, because we all have them. And, you know, just to be a place where you can go and get away from, there, there's so much, there's so much busyness in people's lives these days. Just come in and have a couple beers and, Good you beer, know. good food. Speaking my language. Yeah, yeah. just hang I mean, out. I mean, we're, meet somebody we new. Just, you know, meet somebody new, right. maybe. We're trying not to overthink this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it is. It's, it's beer. It should, be, it should be fun. It should be relaxing. It's, it's just the best part of my day. So. It should be. I'm going, to, I'm going to pull that quote for you because <laughs> there will come a time in, you know, we'll say nine months or so where you're ready to, uh, to implode and you don't know how to, uh, to, to do this anymore. And uh, it's just beer. Just remember. It's just beer. I know. I know. Yeah. And, and again, we are, you know, we, we're hopefully not that naive. We know that we're, you know, it's, it's the honeymoon period, right? Where we're finally got the doors open. But, but I will say, you know, getting to this point was not easy either. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the four, four plus years of, of sweat and tears we put into this, lots of, yeah. lots of tears. Uh, no. Um, but I mean, just, I mean, just, you go through the normal stuff, right? I mean, just of, of starting a business like this and all the different things you have to consider and just just everything. So I, I will say that I, I'm, you know, sometimes people look at it, we, we have five, five of us as, as owners or partners in this. And, you know, we, I'm very proud of the fact that we've had a lot of, you know, sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, that's so many people and that kind of stuff. But everyone brings a very unique skill to the table kind of thing. Like we don't have a lot of duplication of what people are good at and that sort of thing. And when we all come together, it's like, you know, when we have certain things that have that have happened so far, at least even in the construction and things like that, some not so good things pop up, you know, and things you have to deal with. And we've dealt with it really well as a team. I mean, it's just everybody kind of rallies and comes together and, you know, we, we get it figured out. So, mm-hmm. so hopefully, you know, again, we're in the honeymoon period, but I, I, I really feel good that, you know, as we get into the the craziness, you know, that will ensue, you know, as it continues that we can, we can, we can really hold on to that. So I think, I think much like, you know, if you want to use the honeymoon period, you know, much like a, a marriage or relationship, there's definitely going to be those down points from, you know, where you're at right now, but overall it's going to get better and things are going to just keep improving. And this will become something that not just you guys can be proud of, but um, everybody that has, steps foot in here and calls this their spot. We you know, hope. It's, it'll make a lot of people proud. So um, you guys are doing great work so far. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, if anybody hasn't been here, get here. Uh, check social media because depending on when you're listening to this, hours are goofy. Everything is strange. The rules are strange. Just get on social media and figure out what it means to come here. <laughs> And, um, yeah, we'll be back next week with another episode and you guys will keep cranking out beers and, um, things will get back to normal. I promise. (laughs) I keep saying it. I keep waiting for it, but it will happen. Um, if you don't subscribe, subscribe. If you haven't shared the show, share the show. If you aren't familiar with all the other shows and things that I do, just go to the gnarly Everything's there. Um, We'll link to all you guys' social media and everything in the show notes. Get those however you do that, clicking and tapping or whatever it is. I don't know. Since you put Sensi Craft. <laughs>